0: Welcome to Bucks County Living. Everything you need to know about living in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Here's your host, Alex Knaff. Your real estate resource. Welcome, everyone, to the Bucks County Living Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Neff, your real estate resource. Today, I am joined by Jenny Schaefer, the owner of Phoenix Art Supplies and Framing in Doylestown. Good morning, Jenny. How are you? Good
1: morning, Alex. I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for coming out and coming all the way to Newtown from Doylestown, from Mm -hmm. Phoenix Art Supplies and Framing. I'm so excited to talk about you and the store and what you guys do in Bucks County.
1: Great. Thanks so much.
0: So, first, I'd like to know a background about you because because art supplies and framing businesses they get re- they get gobbled up by the by the big box retailers mm-hmm. so i know you're the the last independent independently owned store in bucks county right how did you get into this business?
1: So the framing end of it, I got into very early. It was my first job out of high school. And as an art student, my dad was helping me you know, get a job. And he said, hey, there's a frame shop down the road. Maybe you should check that place out. I didn't know it would be my love and passion. And it's something I've done for 40 years now. So the framing end is pretty easy. I was hired by Phoenix 15 years ago to manage their framing department. Um, and I have been in this business a long time and built that part of the business up and, uh, the art supplies, I've actually been a painter since I was like three years old. And, um, I, I, took a lot of classes and painted throughout my career. And so I was very familiar with a lot of different art supplies. But working at Phoenix, um, I was educated on the supplies and got to really know uh, the different materials very well. Um, So when I bought the business two years ago, I was very well versed in not only the framing, but the art supplies as well.
0: Wow. So as far as the framing goes, Mm -hmm. do you have to know like different types of wood and different types of material and the i guess picking or helping your client pick what style frame and what color frame is going to go best with the artwork or the picture that they're trying to frame
1: sure you need to know color theory really well but to me you have to know more about history and trends because Framing, you can pick a frame and any frame can put, you know, hold your picture on the wall, but to match a decor or the the essence of the picture that you're framing, you really want a frame that fits it historically and you want a frame that fits the, the image. You listen to the client. It's really about listening and finding out what the atmosphere of the picture they're going to be, where they're going to be hanging it. And you have to get a sense of their decor and a sense of what they want but there are definitely like I used to take my kids to the museums and I say now see that gilded frame that has the black over it and etched away that is uh, called scroffito that's probably an Italian painting and we'd go up and sure enough it was an Italian painting or that big black frame is a Dutch frame so that's probably a Dutch painting so those things are important to know so when people come in with artwork you want to know what type of frame is really going to uh accent the artwork the best and my whole job is to elevate artwork i they come in with a simple picture what's the very best thing to put on that picture to make it look as best as it can be because otherwise you're wasting your money you know so i'm doing it for the long term
0: wow that's incredible because you never really think about everything that goes behind the scenes to complement the picture because we exactly sometimes we you know Myself as a as just a regular consumer, right? Mm-hmm. I look at a piece of art or I look at a picture. I might not be focused on the frame. You don't
1: want to be focused on the frame, right? But you want it to complement.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You want it to complement, not overbear right. or uh, or or completely blot out the beauty right. that is in the picture.
1: Exactly. So that's part of the joy I get is a person comes in and I have to listen to them, and then I'm like, oh, got it. And people actually get angry sometimes because I'll pick out the frame on the first thing because I've nailed it, and they're like, "Well, that's no fun." But you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a fun thing for me. <laughs> yeah. Now, what
0: other kind of art supplies do you sell at Phoenix? Because it sounds like you cover a wide variety of different things. We do.
1: Things. We do. We're a small store, but we're very curated. Um, the art supplies that we carry are—it's a little bit of everything except for some airbrush supplies and sculpting supplies. It's hard for me to keep clay in stock, but it's for painters, drawers, every level, Um, you know, acrylics, oils, pastels. And we have a few um, different brands for each level of art um, that's being created. And so we, we really have something for everybody, but the products that I have, I've tried them. I know they're good products. Uh, We might not have the hugest selection, but it's very curated, and I can recommend products for people.
0: So will you, uh, I guess, talk to artists on a regular basis about, you know, I'm doing a contemporary style Mm -hmm. and what would work best for that? Definitely. Okay. Um,
1: My clients know me. The customers that come in, even first timers, I get to know them. I get to know what kind of work they're doing, what uh, are their needs, I can point them in the right direction. They show me their pictures on their phones and they really share their artwork with me so that I can best help them in what they're looking for. And we like solving problems there. People come in and they're like, you know, I need a brush, but I need a brush that does this. I'm like, okay. And the most fun thing is they can try things out at my store. I'm like, try this, see how you feel about it. So that's what makes us very different.
0: I love that. So the try before you buy.
1: Yeah, sort of. I mean, not with everything, but with a lot of stuff. Yeah, I can let them try it out.
0: That's incredible. So Phoenix Art Supply has been in business for 40 years, Mm -hmm. and you've been uh, the owner of it for... A year and a half. A year and a half. (laughs) Oh, wow. So this is still pretty fresh.
1: It's pretty fresh. Wow. So how did
0: you transition? Because you were managing their framing department, you said, 15 years ago. Yes. And then... uh, I mean, I'm curious to hear. uh, I love hearing stories. I'm I'm kind of weird like that, right? Where I love hearing business owners that are transitioning into their next chapter of life via retirement. And people that have such a passion for the business and start to... Morph the business Mm -hmm. into their own while still keeping the fundamentals there. Right. So, could you tell me a little bit about the journey from being management, being the manager, and then now the owner?
1: Sure. Um, So, when I was brought on as framing manager, the owner at the time was Margaret Margaret Matheson. And Margaret and I worked together, and she, she taught me everything she knew about the business. She was really grooming me. And the plan was that she would eventually retire and I would buy the business. That was our intention. Then the pandemic hit. So our plans had to be put on hold just to make sure that we would survive the pandemic. A lot of small businesses did not survive. So at that time, um, I was able to Keep the business open by reaching out on social media and taking orders online and delivering art supplies to people, meeting people. Uh, People would call me from Philadelphia looking for a tube of white paint. And I'm like, yeah, I'll meet you in the parking lot of uh, Home Depot. And and, uh, it was really it really um, made me tough i got very scrappy and i think that trained me really well for owning the business because i really at that time margaret being um a little bit elderly and ready to retire she didn't come in and uh i was just kind of on my own and i was like all right let's make this happen to make sure it's healthy so that i can purchase the build the business and uh, so last january we went through with the purchase and um and it's been great, and um, my husband Chuck comes in and helps me out once in a while, and I have a great staff. And uh, that, that's my journey of ownership with this business.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. So what are some notable projects that you've worked on in Bucks County? Because Doylestown is, is just such a cultural hub.
1: It is. With a
0: ton of wonderful museums. What were some projects that you've worked on?
1: So um, I've done framing and helped out with the Mercer Museum and the Michener Museum. The Mercer is interesting because they'll bring me a lot of historical documents, and they bring me old frames that I repurpose to the correct size so that they have historical frames that are on their pieces. So that's kind of fun. I've worked with... um, uh a lot of different let's see Bucks County IU uh they have a fantastic art collection and they bring me their pieces in and I clean them and reframe them a lot of times using their same frames but but um restoring a little bit or or finding new frames for their collection that's really fun um I'm trying to think there's so many uh Different companies that I've worked with. I've also partnered with Children's Hospital, um, not doing framing, but actually supplying them with art supplies for an art program that they do there. And then they bring me in to sell my art supplies once a year, and that's really fun. Um, The Hirschfeld Foundation, I work with Al Hirschfeld's artwork, uh, providing matting and stuff for their traveling show and doing framing for them. Wow. So those are some of the different... um, partnerships i've i've made over the years with different foundations and stuff and and that's been great i get just as much joy though out of an artist comes in with their collection and how do we find a frame that represents their work the best so that so we go through everything and then try them all out and that's really fun too so um yeah i've, I've been really lucky to partner with all these uh different organizations
0: that's incredible yeah i'm kind of curious the framing process, because so my my wife does some woodworking mm-hmm. as a, you know the the millennial side hustle sure. right. So she does a lot of woodworking. She has like a scroll saw and she just got this crazy looking laser from China. I mean the thing is, the thing is insane. <laughs> so now like by my wife doing it, obviously now I'm a part of it, right? Right. So I'm curious about the process for framing mm-hmm. and I guess picking out the different types of wood. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you like have a lathe in the back where you're making these no. pieces? Where you're uh, what's what's the process? So my
1: process is I I base my framing on I want the most selection available. So I have like three thousand corner samples. When you walk into my frame gallery, I actually work with a lot of um, decorators and designers who use my gallery uh, with their clients to pick frames because there's so many. I have like twenty eight different companies I work with the easiest way to do this is they cut the frames because i've measured and I, I have them shipped to me, and then I build them upstairs in our workshop and do the matting and the glazing and everything. So everything happens within our shop. It never leaves our store. Um, but for the most part, I'm having uh, manufacturers cut the wood and send it to me. I do have a saw upstairs. I can cut and adjust things. I do that mostly for when I'm repurposing old frames where I'm tearing them apart and I need to cut them and rebuild them. But because of... Um, saving time i don't and also money like i don't want to stock frames a lot of people stock their own frames and they can charge a little less for their frame but that those frames can go bad over time if they're not in a perfectly heat and uh air-conditioned environment and um it's just a lot of real estate to have a, a lot of selection so i prefer having a larger selection and not stocking molding um And that's basically my process. So we we select a frame. I order it. It comes in within a week or so if we're lucky, if everything's in stock. And thank God we're getting back to a little bit closer to normal now because there were times where I was calling the companies. I'm like, when do you think it's coming in six months from now? What other options do we have? It's a little crazy. But um, that's my process. That's how I do it.
0: Yeah, I was thinking because for for you to have almost 3,000 corner samples, Mm -hmm you're picturing i mean i'm picturing like an amazon warehouse filled exactly. with just like just these lengths of wood exactly. that are ready to be cut down lengths of metal that are ready to be cut yeah. down um, and you know you you don't think about the the inventory management, right. Because that's a whole supply chain. That's thing. a
1: supply chain. I thing.
0: mean, we wear a lot of different hats as business owners, right? But uh, sometimes supply chain management is just a full time and a half job itself. Definitely. So that's uh, I was curious because that's mm-hmm. you know that that's it's it's a nice size store and I was like I don't see you know.
1: How I mean, there's different models. I mean, some people do have inventory, but again, I don't want to store it. I don't want to keep that heat and air conditioning for the wood. Um, And some people just order frames pre-built and put them together. And some people send out artwork. A lot of shops just send the artwork to a warehouse where they frame it and send it back, but I keep everything in house, and that's really important to me.
0: Yes, yeah, see, I'd be kind of scared of that. I'd, me if too. I'd, if I'm working on a masterpiece for six months to a year, <laughs> me and too. Next thing you know, I got to roll it up and ship it, ship out, it to out, out to someplace, mm-hmm. out of state somewhere, and
1: yep, it happens. Yeah,
0: and God forbid it get because there's just too many hands. Too many, that are transferring too many things thing. that could happen, right? Yes, yeah, so. and a
1: lot of the stuff we work on is very valuable, and we really want to keep hands on. Like if I'm taking in the project, it's Me or one other person that's even gonna touch it so I don't have like a workshop full of people up there doing the work it's me or one other person so um, it's very small very personable and when you communicate to me exactly how you want it to be handled that's how I handle the work so that's beautiful yeah, I really enjoy it. I take a lot of pride in what I do.
0: It's clear that you're very passionate about yeah. this. And so your dad had suggested that you try to check out the frame shop when you were yeah. just a, a kid?
1: Yeah. He's like, you know, you're good at art. Um, there's a frame shop right around the corner. Why don't you go check it out? I worked for that guy for 17 years, ended up managing his framing department. And it's so weird because this was in New Jersey. He was from Doylestown, never, you know, didn't put those things together. And he walked into my store a couple years ago. And uh, he had moved to North Carolina, but he was there for his 50th class reunion. Wow. And it was just weird how it comes full circle. Wow. Yeah, That's yeah, incredible.
0: So uh, I know we've, we've talked at length about the different things that Phoenix Art Supplies and mm-hmm. Framing does. But what are what's something that you feel like makes your business stand out? from the big box retailers?
1: We're nothing like the big box retailers. We are personable. Like I said, we know the customers when they walk in the door. I know what they want. Oh, you're here for that paper. Oh, they placed uh, orders with me. We, we are just very hands-on and personable. Um, we, we're just nothing like them. You can ask us questions. We help solve problems with you. Uh, I don't want a person to waste money buying things that aren't correct. So many times you order online materials or get them from a box store and you don't know how that paint's going to work. Well, I can tell you, I can show you, you can try it yourself. So those things differentiate me from a big box store immensely. It's just a whole different shopping experience. It's very personable. It's more, um, I don't know, it's just, it's just. A small happy family. It's like a boutique in a way. It's really pleasant to walk in. It's pretty, and we have fun giftware too. People buy gifts there, cards and things like that.
0: Yeah, you so. you walk into some of these big box retailers, it just it seems so sterile, like a hospital setting almost.
1: And even trying to find somebody to answer a question can be hard. Yeah. But I'm not putting them down because there's a place for that too. And a lot of my employees have come from that background, and they they bring a different type of experience to the mm-hmm. business. So there's a place for all of us, but this is um, what I do, and and that's what makes me unique.
0: I love that. I love small businesses. I'm I'm such a huge supporter of small businesses. Me
1: too. I feel a real kinship with them. Yeah, because yeah.
0: it's they're the backbone of the American economy, and, and you know it's it's just it's unfortunate that these big box retailers are. There's definitely a need for them, mm-hmm. um, but you don't you don't get that same personal level of care right. that I think everybody really values. And it, that's what stands out. It's,
1: what, it's what's important to me. And mm-hmm. it's what I feel that my business is there to serve the art community. I'm not there to just make a ton of money off of the art community. I'm there to serve the art community. So when someone has something and they're like, I really would love for you to carry this product, I was like, great, I'll do that for you. Or, you know, I work with the art community. And so I want to be there to help elevate their work, help elevate um, the, the paintings and stuff that they're doing by giving them good products. And and also, you know, how to display their work the best as possible. So that's what I feel my job is.
0: I think that's why we hit it off right away. Because, you know, <laughs> we're we're in business to not just to make a quick bucket to to serve the community right. in something that we're passionate that's about. That's right. So I, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's incredible. Next, I like to move into a segment called The Big Three. Okay. So these are three questions that I ask absolutely everybody that comes onto the podcast. All right. So, Jenny, my first question for you is, what do you think makes Bucks County a great place to live?
1: So um, I absolutely love Bucks County. Um, I feel that the, the best thing about Bucks County, it's it, it's it's proximation to the two biggest cities like in the United States, two of the biggest cities. And you can get culture because of that. You're, you're um, like an hour away from New York or half an hour from Philadelphia. You can go to plays, to shows, to hear music. But that has spilled over into Bucks County. A lot of people live here that perform in these cities. So it makes it very culturally rich, but not too far away from the cities but um coming from new jersey and just moving over the pennsylvania border i just felt my shoulders relax a little bit so bucks county has this cultural richness but there's also a sense of space um and i love the river i gotta you know the delaware river is my favorite and um just those are all things that i love about bucks county
0: i love that and the
1: history the history
0: Ton of history yeah, a ton here. Of history. Great location. Yeah. Which is probably why we have a ton of history. <laughs>
1: right, right.
0: Awesome. Now, uh, what are some of your favorite restaurants in Bucks County?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, I really love, I think it's 59 Almshouse in Richboro. I love the atmosphere there, and every bit of food I've ever eaten there is just unique and great. Um, I tend to like weird little bars too to eat at. Um, I really love um, the Farmhouse Restaurant in Doylestown, which is just kind of not one of the big fancy restaurants, but I love it there. It just makes me feel at home. I like places that make me feel at home. So
0: That's awesome. And my last question, Jenny, is where can people find out more about you and Phoenix Art Supplies and Framing?
1: Uh, phoenixartsupplies.com or come into my store right on 611 south of Doylestown
0: awesome thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this morning jenny i'm really excited to continue to watch your success and the success of phoenix art supplies 40 years is definitely no small feat and now being in this as the the owner the sole Mm -hmm. proprietor for a year and a half now i'm super excited to see the continued growth and trajectory of the business so thank you so much Alex. thank you and as always i'm your host alex neff make sure to reach out if you have any questions about bucks county living